<laughs> All right, so we have Pastor Philip again on the on the line. He doesn't want to be called a pastor, but oh if he doesn't become a pastor, maybe he's on the end of the day. You know, you know the responsibility of pastoring is a big one. But already we 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 know that uh, uh, Paul Apostle has given us the clue. Said that I am what I am by the grace of God. Never the less I labor more than you. But even the labor, it was the grace that, that worked the labor. So, so already, whatever God wants us to do, we 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 know that by his grace we'll be able to do it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sir, um, this is not even our, our, our message, but you know, one of the things I realize, and I'm still trusting God because most of the things personally that I preach, I always just make sure I preach it in its season because some truths actually because when, for example when truth spirituality started in canada we started on the premises of prayer we were we just pray anyhow anytime anyhow anytime and then the season came god really wanted us to study much more on some areas in the scripture and the season came we we're preaching on the rest of god a season came we we're preaching radically on the left i mean you know the sons of Israel, they could just understand timing and season and when a preach is being communicated in its season, because Jesus, for example, he was on earth for 30 years. People were sick around him, but he couldn't heal them because why his time was not yet come. In fact, he took in quote his mother to launch out that ministry in him because he said, Mother, my time is not yet come. And then I knew because of you know, God wanted us to see that. Apart from the fact that Jesus was the son of God, he was also a responsible child at home. <laughs> so yeah. he's still listening to his mother at the end of the day. And God used that event to launch his, his, his ministry as the first miracle he was going to do. And then people started knowing about him. I mean, lastly, but one thing I want to talk about is I'm always waiting for it in its season. Now, I realize what they call the grace of God. I know you quote this right now. What I always tell people is this. You really know who God has in grace, who God has given grace to by the number of, in quotes, works they do grace is not works <laughs> but when you're grace when you are given grace and you have not received it in vain you work much more just like paul said he labor much more than all of them yet not all but the grace of god now my own simplest definition of grace is unusual favor unusual strength if i realize i pray every day and i'm not better than any other person it's just because i have unusual strength in that area yeah. for some people that grace to intercede <laughs> It's not because they are better than me, because grace doesn't, in quote, uh, make you better than your neighbor. It all makes us celebrate Jesus. It's all about Jesus, never about us. It makes us elevate the works of Jesus over the works of men. But a man that is engraced, or that, is, or that God has given a grace to in a particular area, will do much more in that particular area. It's not to compete, but it's just to give glory back to the giver of the grace. So yes. personally, I always tell people, because I know, in this body of Christ, again, that's one of the topic. People have been scolded, and people define grace anyhow. And, and you know, at times, you hear something, it's still what we're talking about until the time is come. Even for the people God has committed um, into our hands in true spirituality, we don't preach some things until it is time for it. We don't, preach. in fact, waited on God for that. I know we preached one time like that in true spirituality was righteousness. I, I, I was like, God, are you really sure you want me to preach this thing? It was a lot of things. I, I needed a lot of courage. I was like, God, because I made a decision one time. I'm, I'm telling you the truth story, sir. I told you, I said, God, you know what? The truth about your righteousness as a gift, I think I will keep it to, to anybody. I, I told God one time like that. I had a conversation with you. I said, God, let me keep it. Because people were like, this thing is too good to be true. They will tag me names. They will... At the time, God said, now is the season. I'm like, God, you forgot our last conversation. I thought we said, we will talk about this thing. It will just be as for me and my house. God said, now is the time. And then when I preached that message in its season, Sir, so many people got delivered. So many people started giving testimony. I have, we have lots of testimony. You know, we don't just, we are not doing this for the public, so we can't be publicizing all the testimonies. But let me just share one or two of them. Uh, one time somebody sent a message and then, in fact, I, one of them, so in fact, this person actually shared that testimony even on Instagram Live because we hosted one of us on Instagram. The person said she has always, as even her dad, they had issues. She doesn't like her dad, blah, blah, blah. She just had this personal hatred for him. You know, the devil knows how to play people's mind against their families and all of those things and to paint the father to be who he's not. All of these little, little things. But she said when she understand the love of God and the love began to transform her, that naturally that she was amazed that herself and her dad right now, that they are now best of friends. <laughs> they, are, they are real. So God is 
an expert in not just transforming people personally, but also transforming relationships. He's mm. seen healing family, healing broken homes. Bible says for me as an attempt to heal the broken at Not just them, but everybody that made them broken at it will love them afterwards. And I ask some people today, they find it hard to even talk to their ex. It's because they didn't do understand the love of God. <laughs> the fact that you don't, somebody doesn't mean you can't see the person and still greet each other, hug each other, and still have some conversation in its clearest form. It doesn't mean that they don't want to talk to me again. You don't want to. No, no, no. That, that, that's not really the kind of relationship God wants from us. So, God, you are the righteousness of God, that God is not demanding from us except you foresee that it is your identity. The book of Romans chapter 5 says, the gift of righteousness. He said, how much more will those who receive abundance of grace and gift of righteousness reign in life? And the Bible says, Abraham believed God. Keyword, believed. And it was yeah. accounted unto him as righteous. Yeah. He did it now, he did, it's not that he did. It was because he did something. That's why it, it became righteous. Perfect. So that's the part. That thin line. Sir, that simple statement you just said right now. It takes the Holy Spirit to teach it. I'm telling you, sir. Let me just say one line too. I will not yes, say sir. much because it's deeper than that. Now <laughs> we have two two parts of the of the Bible. We have what we call the law and the grace. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. We refer to the law as the the old covenant. Mm-hmm. We have the laws of Moses, the Ten Commandments, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the New Testament. We have grace, which we signify the person of Jesus Christ, of His fullness that mm-hmm. we receive, grace, grace upon grace. That's John chapter one verse seventeen. So now we are talking about law. If you look at the laws, you find that the laws of Moses usually start with "Thou shalt not do this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not do that. So law was demanding. That's right. That's right. Grace offers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the line I'm going to say because I don't want to go into anything. The gift of righteousness. If it's a yes, gift, if it's, it's a gift, to be me. and then you must never forget what we talk about. Something there's a legal ground for even the grace of God, the gift that we receive. Mm-hmm. It is it is a legal. Let everyone that listens note this. It is illegal for an offense to be paid for twice. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If Christ already paid for your sins, there is Hmm. no payment any one of us can make that can Hmm. be sufficient for us to please God. We can't, Hmm. your giving, my tithing, my offering cannot please God. I can see it in capital letter. It is Christ in us that pleases God. Amen. Amen. We can't please God. What can we do when he says our righteousness is a filthy (laughs) rod? So we can't do anything to please God because there are many, many things. That's why we cannot live in fear and live that thou shalt not do this. Let me tell you the reason is people are going to be afraid. Do you know what? How many laws? 618. (laughs) Hmm. Which man can keep all of that? Hmm. Hmm. Go and look at Leviticus under the old covenant. We had over yeah. six hundred, over six hundred laws. Yes, there is no mortal man that can keep all the laws. That is why God said in Hebrews chapter nine, "I am tired of the blood of animals on a bush. I want hmm. a once and for all sacrifice." Clearly written in scriptures. How can God <laughs> demand? A once and for all sacrifice, and then I will still be thinking of offering something to please God. Mm. Mm. Not, the love of God already teaches me to let me know that when God sees me right now, He doesn't see Philip, He sees Christ. Amen. And once He sees Christ, the propitiation and the redemption for my sin has been taken care of already. Amen. So Amen. that is the consciousness. That builds strength and courage for believers, even if they fall into any error. They know God is not angry with me because I fell. It's not. He wants to get up on your feet right now and yes, tell sir. the devil, God loves yes, sir. me. God is yes, not sir. with me and it's not good. He, he wants me 
He said, God is not slack concerning his promises. At some yes, slackness, not willing that any should perish. The day he his mind that today I am going back to God. God is saying, where have you been all this while? <laughs> I, I, I never moved. Say, oh, God, mm. God is far away from me. God is asking you, who moved? <laughs> you are the one that moved away. As I, I, I have always been here. Any day you are ready. Jesus gave us the perfect example of, of how can somebody, a, a, a son, come to his father that is alive, the money for inheritance, the prodigal son. Mm. Listen to what happened to him. He went. I said, give me everything. The father gave him. But he didn't know it was just a test. <laughs> when he was going, the father did not give him a ring. He didn't give him good, um, shoes that were made with brass. He didn't give him the royal robe. <laughs> when he came back and repented, what did he give to him? In Luke 15, put a good ring on his finger. Yes, sir. Put the royal robe on him. We are the best shoe for him. Somebody that, that, that came to you, that's an earthly father. Jesus <laughs> already gave us example. So God is not, any day, he said, I will go back. The father could not even contain his joy when his son returned. So anyone mm. listening to me and somebody has communicated to you, you are good for nothing. God, it's a lie from the pit of the devil. That is accusation. That is not the, the ministry yeah. of Jesus Christ. It's a reconciliation of men back to God. Whatever your struggles are, you struggle with any form of the work of the flesh. God is not angry with anyone listening to me. Grace is available mm -hmm. to offer you the gift of righteousness. And once you have the gift Amen. of righteousness, you can stand before God and Carrying the blood of Jesus with you, entering into the the the, the barrier is broken, the, the the veil has been removed, and you can appear before God without any guilt, without any pain in your heart. And God is going to really, really help you to stay in it. Amen. Amen. Wow. So I, I'll be really, really honest with you. What you just preached right now, it takes the Holy Spirit to preach it. I'm, I'm telling you, sir, it takes the Holy Spirit. One of the courses I'm studying in school, one of the borrowed courses is world religion. And I'm taking my time to still study more about it. But most of this religion, they are all man trying to reach God. So they have so many right tradition, do this, do that, do this, perform this, don't miss this. When you give back, these are the traditions, so many customs upon customs. But I always tell people, the difference between Christianity and other religions is that in Christianity, it was God himself that came down to our level because none of us could come. <laughs> and then so he had to come because he loves us. For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. So he came down to our level. It takes the Holy Spirit as simple as the message you just finished preaching right now. I'm telling you, sir, it takes the Holy Spirit to preach it. If people hear what you just said right now, if they can hear it minimum of once a week or over and over, so I'm telling you, people will have more peace. They will think, they will think, I'm telling you, sir, because an average man in his mind thinks God is angry with him. Unconsciously. People don't say, but they, they have this notion in their head that God is angry with them. They, they, an average man has a fearful expectation of judgment in the future. That, oh my God, something evil may happen. Uh, possibly because of what I've done in the past. They don't even know what it is. And then they call it maybe sin of omission. Maybe I must have done something I don't know about. Something must have... And, keeps, and that's the thing. The devil is always looking for one opportunity. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, sir, it takes the whole... I will say it over and over. The Holy Spirit to preach the pure gospel. You know, it sounds very good. I mean, personally, first of all, logically. When we want to... In fact, you know... Um, Paul was praying in the book of Ephesians that he says about my news that the God will make you understand the length, the depth, the height, and the width of his love. His love that passes all knowledge. One of the, I always tell people, if you want to rationalize the love of God, you are doing what they call reduction. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you reduce it. You're like, you, you can't, the moment you start qualifying it or quantifying it, you are not talking about the love of God. I, I bet you. 
we are talking about another love. Because I get so amazed when people have notion on their head that God loves them only until their next mistake. And I'm thinking, even your earthly father, your partner, your wife, your husband doesn't love you until your next mistake. Where do you get the notion from that it is now God's love that has Caleb that only loves you until you make your next mistake? And you don't know that unconsciously because you are so scared of not making mistakes, you are already one step from it. Because why? Anything you are conscious of, of not doing, you end up yeah, doing it. That's why we tell people, even when you are trying to trust God for an area of your life, God help in this area, it is better for you to be God conscious, to be Jesus conscious, than to be that, in quote, that particular thing conscious. Because mentally, I don't want to, I, the more you try not to, the more you do. Even Paul confirmed it in Romans chapter 7. So the will of God is to, is for us, is to look unto Jesus, the author. Actually, in context, it is looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I love the way Amplified put it. He says, look away from every other thing and focus on Jesus. And that is our goal. From the day we got saved to the day we, the, Jesus will come in the skies and will be exactly like him, will be transformed, will be cut up, and will be exactly like him, put on the new body and will reign with him. The only thing God wants us to do is building his image as in a glass. And then we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. It takes the Holy Spirit to teach it. I'm telling you, sir. I always tell people, any preacher that preaches to you, because that's how I started my own life. When I encountered love God, I was like, God, I, I'm making a covenant. If anybody preaches a message, it doesn't beat my faith, it doesn't beat my hope or love, sir, I will not listen. <laughs> Just shut down my mind. I may sit down in the congregation, I sit down in that meeting, because why? We love, so we are still humble. <laughs> but I shut up because I, I need to preserve my soul, because anything my soul feeds on that is not good news, at the end of the day, it will haunt him, whether I like it or not. So I need to make sure I... Why do we even told us to renew our mind? Mm. So what you just finished preaching right now, sir, I'm telling you, uh, it's not a common message out there. I will possibly have to go and look for a particular picture to know this is what it, I'm telling you, sir. What you just preached right now? I know what I'm talking about. So, mm. And I'm really glad we're even doing this together because the more we talk about this, this is the message we need much at the end time. Sir, yeah. what the boss yeah. sent me? So boss sent me on Instagram and he said, good, good, good evening. I said, okay, good evening. He said... Um, actually, he doesn't know me, but he just he, he had a dream and then he saw my name in his dream. I'm like, okay. And he was asking me a question, okay, who are your mentors? I just gave him the name of somebody that I know that he won't know about at all. <laughs> that he won't be as if, hey, you know, some people just, I don't want him to appear as you. For example, if somebody asks me who's a mentor, I mention one big deal. They say, hmm, hmm. So I always do that thing intentionally. So I mentioned him of somebody that I know that he will never know. So I just mentioned him one of my. One of my partners in Nigeria, and then he said, "Actually, he saw me in his dream, and he doesn't know why." I said, "Anyway, I'm just a young boy who is radically in love with Jesus." He said, "Aha!" And then the guy started prophesying. He said, "Actually, God showed him before he had the dream that the, the end time revival will be an eruption of God's love. That the message will spread up. He did. He doesn't even know me from Adam. He has never even seen me before. And we have to talk about the love of God. And I was really glad. Where I was, I was just glad. I was just, because why? I'm like, thank you, Jesus. We are so many. So God has to give somebody a dream to come up because God is beginning to connect us. We yeah, are rising yeah, yeah. from different countries. We are rising. Somebody from Scotland buzzed me one time on Instagram. It's funny if a person followed me. I kept person account. It was private, so I didn't follow back because I wasn't sure what the person is standing for. <laughs> the person yeah. guys, I didn't follow back. And then after like a few hours, she sent me a message and she wrote a long message of how she listened to the podcast in Scotland and then she has been transformed. She was really blessed. Now the person is even a member of Jesus right now. Somebody buzzed. In fact, we have somebody buzzing from US recently. He was like, I want to, can I call? I said, no problem. First time calling. I didn't know it was going to be a video call. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. The message you preached that God wants to spend time with you. What I want to spend time with him. Oh, bro. That was awesome. Ah, the way you talk. I mean, it's as, it's as if you're preaching a mess. I'm not preaching anything new. It's the same thing in the scripture all this while. He's <laughs> coming back. And God is faithful because a revival always comes with a wave. Always comes with a yeah. wave. The wave that this is coming right now is, is, is God. It is God raising so many young preachers that are going to preach the pure love of God. Not God love you, but <laughs> because in my in my relationship with my parents, there are some things I will never do today. Not because I can't do them, but because I know my mom loves me so much. I carry yeah. a name. I carry the name of my parents. I will never do some things. Yeah. Not because they yeah. told me not to. Yeah. If we have the same kind of relationship with God, I think we'll make more, much more progress yeah. with God. Yeah, I, I think if, so. If you love, if you, if you, if you truly understand the love of God, somebody that you truly that know loves you, you don't want to offend the person. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't want. You don't want. Because yes, you, 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 you just know that the love has been so enormous. Yes, sir. The only, yes, sir. That's why we need to preach this. You know, I told you before now. I told you, especially this lockdown period. Yeah. yeah. I told you, I told you this lockdown. What we mm. need to teach people more is to communicate the love of God more to people. People are honestly afraid. Yes, sir. Yes, people sir. are honestly afraid. They are not, it's not, it's a reality. Mm. So we, mm. we, we, we people are already afraid. We can't still be communicating fear to people. <laughs> so the only thing you, our assignment is now to begin to, to help keep people different orientation, change the mindset of people, change what mm. people are thinking about. By every means, Instagram, let people know God loves them. Facebook, every platform, let people change the narrative. People, yes, sir. People see all kinds of things that people are churning on the internet, even mm. things that are not true, just to communicate mm. fear. Because yeah. fear sells a lot. Fear yeah. spreads very much. That's why you yourself, everyone in true spirituality, let us begin to bombard the airwaves. Yes, sir. With yes, sir. The love of God. God yes, loves sir. humanity. God is not the one that sent COVID. Yes, sir. People yes, preach sir. that in church. <laughs> How? What kind of God are you? And God is sitting there in heaven. I don't even know whether he's laughing or he's crying. I don't, even, I don't even know because what kind of God do you think I am? That you think I, I want to destroy your world and I will need to send a virus? <laughs> Who do you think I am? Sometimes I feel maybe God is losing. Who do these people think I am that they're even hmm. talking about? So I will be the hmm. one to know. And then, so if so, I'm, I'm that. How can you not talk to me? If I'm that person, why will you talk about love to me? Then you, I'm not fit for you to say I love people hmm. yeah. because I want to. And then I, I put a virus there, and then people are crying to me every day. Have mercy, oh God, let this virus yeah. come to an end. And I refuse to answer. Is that? So, you know, honestly speaking, I sensed in my heart because something happened recently when I was taking Genesis chapter 3 yesterday and I was, we were doing a Bible tour and I was teaching. I got to the part where I was, where the devil was trying to, where serpent was trying to paint the image of another God to Eve. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the Holy Spirit made me understand that I should armor more on that, that so many people right now, that is where they are right now. That yeah. the situation, the everything around them has created the image of another God to them. Yeah, yeah. The truth of the matter is, if you already have a wrong notion about God, it will, there's a way to rob you of opening Him, of trusting in Him, yeah. of having faith in Him. Yeah, yeah. and that's the, the world you like, think now. If, that's, yeah. if you have that image, that's the God you think. Ah, I don't know what I will do again now. I will make him to send another virus again. Exactly, exactly. You know, you just be, you you just be thinking of ah, mistakes. Ah, this God now, now the last time that we did, we don't even know what we did that made him send virus. If we do mm. another thing now, we don't know mm. the the virus is going to send. You know, <laughs> so you know something funny happened recently. I was trying to I was trying to brush my teeth. I was in bed trying to brush my teeth, and then the Holy Spirit just asked me one question. And I sensed, you know, too many, honestly, what you said, so many people are afraid in this season. So many people are the only, in fact, I was more, was more, in quote, prisoning than being alone in the house. You know, thank God yes. for some of us that, thank God for churches that, that still, we can still connect with that people calling us, texting us. I've had more than one person, sir, more than one person in this season. They've said it. They were not even hiding. They said they don't have any other life apart from work. They said they don't have any friends, they don't do any activities, so they don't do anything apart of work. So after work, they sleep. After sleep, they work. After work, they sleep. After sleep, they work. And that's that's how their life has been. So they, I mean, I, I I was like, God, can you just let this person experience the love of God and make the person understand that even though she's complaining right now, she's not lonely. And that's what we need to yeah. preach much more. That you are alone does not mean you are alone. It is only the love of God that can make us complete. That's why the Bible says in the book of Christians, we are complete in Christ. Yeah. If you don't yeah. understand that, another person will say, oh my God, everything's again. And to the question you asked, that, that people think like, oh, how will somebody in this correct sense say God is the one sending the virus? Because that question pops up in my, in my when I was having, I was in the bedroom brushing my teeth and then 
I said to my dad, so many people have the question, what is God doing in this season? And then immediately I thought about that question. The Holy Spirit gave me an answer straight on the spot. And then he said, God is the one protecting his people in this season. <laughs> you know, that so much comfort my heart. I'm like, yes, that's true. I think I'm going to preach it. That if people ask me, what is God doing in this season? He's the one protecting his people. He's the one delivering his people in this season. And this is not the first time something like COVID will happen on earth. During the time of Jesus, it happened. Whereby, because Jesus was given back to the devil knew it, he was scared. In fact, COVID is a response of the devil because of what he's afraid. I, I, I always tell people, it's, you can really know when the devil is scared of you. You can really know. It's very easy to discern. When they gave back to Moses, the devil was scared. He was like, no. No, no, angelic activity. No, no, somebody's about to be born. So when he realized it, it was, in quotes, Moses, a deliverer, because of the prophecies concerning Jesus, concerning the same exact thing that happened in the time of Moses, in the time of Jesus, is almost the same thing that happened in this whole mm-hmm. time. The devil trying to create another news because he knows bad news yeah. spread faster to distract people from what God is doing in that particular yeah. season. So the time of Jesus was supposed to be a time of celebration that the Messiah they've been waiting for for many years has been born. But the devil knew it, it was a problem for he has been born. So he had to make sure that another news, instead of people rejoicing that the Messiah has been born, he created another news of crying and wailing and told an influence error to kill every young people so that instead of people to be rejoicing, they are crying. So believers that are supposed to be happy, oh, the Messiah has been born, they are now sad because right, somebody has died in the yeah, house. Yeah, that is the yeah. exact thing. You know what, the devil likes to destroy. In this COVID, yes, if you, in anybody that is discerning, there's a, there's a very secret raising of giants. Yes, sir. They are, yes, sir. They are incubating right now. I'm telling yes, you, sir. God is raising people in the secret place that nobody, yes, this sir. COVID, God is just wo- working seriously on people. Because mm-hmm. the last time there was a lockdown like this, because we are not going to experience any other one in our own lifetime. The last yes, time it happened sir. was 1918. And it was after the hmm. 1918 lockdown that many, many healing evangelists, many ministries sprang, sprang for. It was even the offshoot of, even it's even uh, reached to us in Africa, the influenza pandemic. Go and read history. Hmm. That was, it was after that pandemic that many, many giants rose up that yeah. were still reading about yeah. them till today. Yeah, Even, that, that was when 1930 revival yes. started. Okay. That was when it revival in 1930. Many giants rose up in, in the United States. Many ministries started after the pandemic. So yes, sir. people should know, if we are students of history, we will know that God is working and raising people yes, in the secret. Only those that are not discerning will not see it. So it's time for yes, us sir. to collaborate. It's time for us to network. What is God? Vision of God is raising through you. Let us share visions. Let me know what God is asking mm-hmm. me to do. Let us work together. Because that's what the people that do evil in the world, that's what they do. Yeah, they collaborate yeah, yeah. to do evil. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us that the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Because the principles mm. that we are supposed to apply is what they are doing. And they continue daily in the apostles' doctrine and breaking of bread from house to house. That's what they did mm. continually. So when it was when persecution came, they were able to spread. And that's how the gospel spread across the board. Because in that period where they were communicating day to day and everything, there was no persecution. Mm. When persecution had, now arose, they had to spread by force. And because they spread, that is how the gospel reached across the entire world. So God mm. is working. And please, even if it's a repetition, love of Christ started again from the beginning. Yes, sir. Yes, people, sir. The love of Christ, any opportunity you have, the, the, it cannot go still. We are, we are speaking mm. of me, people like Billy Graham. Billy Graham, mm. only thing he preached for many years. Yeah. Jesus saves. He loves, yeah. Jesus yeah. saves. He loves you. That was the line that yeah. kept on speaking about till that line can never go outdated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So any opportunity, yes. let's, 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 let's continue to 
communicate the love of Christ. We go to the malls, we go to buy things, let people can people can see the love of God in the way we, we behave, the way we talk to people. We can communicate. Yes, sir. That's my own admonition. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it's such an honor to be among part of those God is raising in the in, in a time like this, actually. <laughs> It's such a great, great honor, sir. Yeah. And you talked about something the other time. I, I just want us to spend more time talking okay. about it. Okay. Um, so we can personalize it. How the love of God can influence our life personally, our opinion about God. I always define faith to be having a consistent, good opinion about God. Because one thing that is much more deadly than being in a situation is when you don't know that God is ready to deliver you. <laughs> you know, there's a place Naomi said, God is against me. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. So she concluded that God was the cause of her evil. That means she can't hope. You can't tell her to pray. She can't pray. What's her prayer point? Which God did she want to pray for? Or she wants to pray to. But until when people like Ezekiah, that guy is so wise, Isaiah told him that he would die. Your sickness is unto death. They understood that all this while, when he was sick, he didn't hear from God. If God can pay so much attention to him, to send him a prophet to come and tell him that that means God was thinking about him. So he just prayed. He built his faith. It was supposed to be that guy is so white. When that, the story is a beautiful now. story, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful story to let people know the love of God itself. I'm telling sir. you. Yes, let me tell you. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> Anyone that understands the love of God can change any statement made by anybody over their lives. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If we didn't have the opportunity to see that God sent Isaiah back to uh, King Ezekiel, and Ezekiel lived extra 15 years, and it was not recorded, we would say Prophet Isaiah was a fake prophet. Mm. Mm. Yes, man. He mm. said, God, just hear the Lord, put your house in order, you will die. That was what mm. God sent him to do. Yeah. If God did not send Prophet Isaiah back to go and tell him I've done it, and he, by his relationship with God, went to God to go and negotiate that he still wants to leave. And <laughs> God did not send God did not send Isaiah back to him, and it ended up not dying, and he lived. We will have God Isaiah. That's the end of the ministry of Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> because somebody by his understanding of his love for God changed the verdict. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's exactly the point. So instead of him seeing it as, oh, God is against me, first of all, he concluded, so God is so much thinking about me to have sent the greatest prophet in the land to me. That means yes. God has me in mind. I will yes. use it as a faith. I will, yes. In fact, I'll build his faith on the spot. And then yes. he prayed to God. In fact, sir, yes. that story existed in two places in the Bible. Just because yes. God wants us to pay attention to it. Isaiah 38 and 2 Kings chapter 20. Yeah. God yes. wanted us to pay attention to it. Yeah, I, I, That's I agree the difference between the story and, and the story of Prophet Allah. When God sent Samuel to him, said, yeah. go. let him do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree, sir. I agree, sir. I agree, sir. God, he, he, he didn't need to send anybody to you mm -hmm, to do what mm -hmm. he wants to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's if God. He sent somebody to you. Is because he is giving you an opportunity to legislate and to mm. that's what David David will never accept he is God. Let him <laughs> lie, he will remind God. Yeah, says, that guy David. He will remind him uh, by the time he starts his story. <laughs> by the time he starts his beautiful love story to God. Because mm. it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm not mm. I'm not doing what I want to do again. Mm. He will, by the time he begins and he loves on God uh, and mm. exactly what God wanted to do God knows that by the law of his word by the integrity of his word the soul that sinned is rather yes sir but when a man by his love of God comes to legislate God mm. also is bound by his word to say Anyone that confesses his sin, mm. he, will, yes, he will obtain mercy. So yes, what sir. will God do now? <laughs> will he deny himself? Mm. He will not deny himself. So he, he, people that know the love of God, they know God doesn't want to destroy man. 
Mm. If God wants to destroy man, why will he ask Noah to be preaching for 120 years? If yeah. you remove 120 years from a man's life, <laughs> to go and be preaching to people for 120 years before taking a decision, mm. for God's in, sake. In fact, sir, sir, Methuselah, it was after the death of Methuselah that the, the flood happened. In fact, the meaning of Methuselah is, is death will bring. In that time, they knew that the reason why Methuselah was the longest was, was the one that lived longest on the surface of the earth was because God was so rich in mercy. God was planning to destroy the heart, but it was going to be after the death of Methuselah. So that was the prophecy. They knew about it because it's one of the thoughts we are taking. In fact, I'm still going to preach about that. <laughs> Not tonight, in fact. So God made sure that Methuselah lived long because why? He's so rich and slow to anger. He's slow to anger, rich in mercy. It's one of the things, in fact, if people know the mind of God for things, if people really know the mindset of God, our God, and it's the same thing I'm talking about actually. Our opinion about God really matters in the way we see yeah. life, in the way we see people, in the way we see things. Very important. One thing like that, I wrote direct entry to University of Ibadan. And then I like sharing this story a lot in 2016. And then that was when the, in fact, the realm of God's love hit me personally. And it wasn't, I wasn't praying. And that's what I tell people as well. Don't let anybody form a religious connotation after encounters. It is yeah. a given. Yeah. It is a yeah. given. There are no yeah. one million ways to have encounter. God is the giver of encounter. Yeah. I understand the yeah. place of telling people to okay, deny themselves, but don't tell them that is the key. Because if they do it, they don't, they don't get the result. They get disappointed in themselves. They get yeah. disappointed in God. God is the giver of encounter. I never, I never did anything. I, saw, I was just seated in my, I was having my IT, and then we don't always do anything in the morning. And, and that every morning, I just carry my own Bible, may I study. Because why I was looking for the truth, I knew there was something missing in the puzzle of my journey with God. As mm -hmm. God, I must find it. So I just got my Bible and then I said, I said everything about God's love. That God loves me. I'm like, God, how long do you love me? That was the curious question I was asking. Because if you say you love me, and after you tell me you love me, and then I listen to another preacher saying, Don't mess with God, don't tell this to God. And I'm crying again, God, I want to give my life to you again because I'm not sure that your love can sustain me. I, I just had this insecurity. And that day I was studying. And then I just went blank for a moment. And then for the first time in my life, I had God tell me for the first time. I didn't see any picture, but you will know in the spirit, you know that you, God is there. And I had, I love you. And as simple as it is, I was like, God, this is the first time I'm going to hear something like this. But God, are you really sure you love me? And that was the that encounter. I God said, I love you. I said, God, you know what? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I said, okay, what if right now, as you are telling me you love me, I get in me and go and commit a sin. Will you still love me? That was the exact same question I asked God. And God said, yes. Now, for me, because when I said this, I said, like, okay, you see, you see? No, that's not what we are talking about. That was what transformed my own life. Because why? Even before that time, I always have a notion of, even when you don't do anything wrong, God loves you. you are, I mean, God hates you. He doesn't want to see you. He doesn't want to see you in this person. He's like a specific person. When God told me that, I'm like, God, wait, 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 wait. I've condemned myself. I've hurt myself in the past many years. I've beaten myself. I've seen myself lead to, I've degraded myself. All because I thought to get your love, I have to cry back. I have to do 1,000 things. I have to cry until I feel now God is satisfied with my, with my cry. God, you mean you never stopped loving me? All those times I was hurting myself, he said yes. God, wait, wait, wait. All those times when I was crying, that I was beating myself, that I almost said I'm not going to church again, you never stopped. He said yes. I, I, God, you understand. All those times when I realized that he never stopped. That was what I started. So I started crying. Nobody preached. I was like, why come nobody told me that God never stopped loving? Because that validation, I was looking for it every day, every night. God, what was going on? And I was like, God, 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 are you still there? And I didn't have any preacher to explain that. What you are looking for, you already have it. That was the only thing that. So that really changed my life, sir. So that year, I would direct you to UI. And, and, and then they didn't take me, and then they would chose the thought into my heart. Christian, you see, you're explaining that God loves you. How come they rejected you? I said, actually, Mr. Devil, before you go, the fact that you didn't take me is the proof that God loves you. <laughs> that was when I became very radical with the love of God. And I'm so glad, actually, I didn't have that attention to you because I won't be in Canada today. So I started seeing every situation in my favor. If they will come, Christian, you see, you're explaining God loves you. You, you, you see, you're God loves you. See what just happened right now. I said, hey, devil. The fact that I didn't get this opportunity, God loves me so much, 
He didn't want me to settle for less because this opportunity was supposed to be less. And the patient, patient, you see, you always claim God loves you. You see, you don't have money in your account. The fact that I don't money in my account is the fact that God loves me so much. He wants me to trust him as my provider. I've used every situation in my life and every situation in my life. I will always use it for the fact that God loves me. That from that time till now, it's an experience. You see, you see, that anytime it comes like this, I always say the, the fact that God loves me is the proof that I don't have this thing yet. God really wants me to have it in his own time so that I can enjoy it without any stress. You see, just every temptation, mind game, love is my weapon. You know, the book of Jude says, um, be done for yourself in the most holy faith, and then he goes, comma, verse 21. He says, keep yourselves in the love of God. My security since that day till now for the rest of my life is the fact that I understand I am loved by God. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Oh, it's been a long time. It's, it's always a beautiful thing talking about this over and over and over again. I'm telling you, in the last few years, a lot of things have changed in my life. Orientation, the way I view things, man. That's why I always emphasize this. It is important who communicates the gospel to you at the foundation of your faith. Yes. It can it can actually affect the way you your perspective to things. It can. Many people are just religious people. They are not really, really having in a relationship with God. They are not. They're just doing do this if you don't do this, this is the punishment. If you, no, no, yeah. and that, God is not happy about it. Yeah, the story you mentioned about Luke 15, you know, the older of this person was living like that. That mentality, yeah, was exactly. that he had. you got it. You got that, it. That's the mentality. He thought, yeah. he thought, well, the father only demands, the father doesn't really care about yeah. him. He yeah. thought he needed to do anything to get the inheritance. He did yes. need to make the father happy. That's why you were yeah. saying that me have been with you. Yeah. What is this? I've done yeah. everything you asked me to do. You have not even killed a small animal to celebrate for me. Hmm. The father was just looking at him. Everything belongs to you. Yes, sir. Yes, you don't sir. need that, to that, do anything to get this thing. That's that's the key. That's in fact the two brothers represent believers. There are some set of believers that that include against unconditional love and then that is what is keeping them and then they are happy about it they are joyous about it they are throwing party about it it's all about it's all about the love of god i always tell people you know the title is the prodigal and i prefer to rename it the loving father because the father was the hero of the story it was the father that ran towards the child it was the father that hugged him he couldn't hide his emotions he had to display his vulnerability the same way God sent his beloved son. He couldn't help it. Man committed this in the beginning. God decided to pay for it. Just let us know that he loves us. And that's the only thing he's trying to communicate. Now, this other brother had issues. He was like, well, and that's, it, it, that, in fact, that's the root of all evil, actually. The lack of God's love, the, it springs up so many things. The case of Cain and Abel, I was thinking about it in the morning. I was telling them, I was like, Cain thought the reason why he was rejected was because Abel was accepted. But actually, I point out two things in that scripture. Immediately, God didn't accept Cain's offering. God still spoke to Cain. Because a religion will tell you, well, if, if, you, if, if you do something wrong, God will leave you. I don't know where people get that erroneous teaching from. People say something like, uh, the Holy Spirit has left you. I always like to ask people, how many people in your church have you met? They say, ah, my brother, Holy Spirit, don't leave me. <laughs> because I don't know where people, when Jesus himself said, the, I will send you a comforter. We didn't even knew we need a comforter. He said it. It was his promise. He will be with you forever. I will not leave you comfortless. Now, it takes a serpent to come and paint what Jesus said. You go and say, are you sure it's forever? Did God really say it's forever? And we have so many preachers today that are preaching that today. Are you sure this week is still... I mean, sir, 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 don't make the person that is just growing. He's just too much in Christ. He's saying, God, help me. You already concluded. Ah, oh, it didn't come for prayer meeting. All those brothers, they are backslide. And then they say they are falling from grace. Sir, what does it mean to fall from grace? They will say when you start, when you when you don't come to prayer meeting in the morning, you are fall from grace. And that's almost even different from what the Bible says. That's what I said, I think we just preach grace to be what is not. And when you get the old notion of grace wrong, I'm not surprised if you are preaching it wrong. And just say, at the end of the day, we realize that our orientation about God will really, really determine what we preach, 
the way we see things and the way we see life. So this elder brother had access to everything, but he never knew because why? He was in his mind. All the game was only in his mind. He was thinking, well, the father won't give me everything. The father, and he had access to everything. He's so sad. We have believers today. They have access to everything. But in their mind, they don't see God to be so gracious enough to align them to have access to it. The, major temp- the first major temptation in the scripture was when the devil told Eve, did God say you should not? The first three statements, the first three words were, did God say you should not? When God was giving the commandment, God said, you are free. You are free. On the freedom. When the devil wanted to record it, he said, Did God say you should not? You should not. The devil always brings us to the in quotes, to the one thing we should not do over the 1,000 things we should do. I was making research recently, sir. There are over 3 trillion trees on the surface of the head. Yeah. If God put Adam and Eve and told them, You are free to eat of every tree, 3 trillion trees, except one tree. Sir, if they tell me to gamble my life that they will not eat that tree, I can gamble it. It takes it will take the devil to point them to it before they quit it. Three trillion teeth. Since the time we've been born till now, we have not even eaten up to 10 billion foods. How come out of three trillion teeth, they could still think God is hiding something from them? And the devil could successfully paint God. So they feel as if, and it's the same thing with this guy as well. The, the older brother, I just thought, well, the father doesn't really love him like he loves. No, I love all of you the same way. But some of you have to embrace it. And that's what, one of the things I love about John in the scripture. The guy always called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. Jesus didn't love him much more. He always affirmed himself much more in the love of God. It's almost as if he always put microwave, microscope on the love of God to amplify it. He, he is not in quote, better than any other person. He only practices the consciousness of God's love more than every other person. So most of the time, one thing I also know, and some people don't even preach in the story of the program that you talked about is that they always place the emphasis on you can cry or you can, you can you feel bad for if I mean you, you just come back like that, you think God will accept you like that. No, 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 no. You have to wait for a month, you have to wait for two months. But one of the mysteries that, that really got in the scripture was how Jesus could trust somebody like Peter with the ministry of the church. I am really surprised because it was the whole Peter that denied Jesus a few weeks ago, three good times. How come God the only person you still want to trust isn't he the gamble God? I thought he should have gone on probation. At least put him on probation. Let, let, let us see whether he would change. But the fact that Peter understood that he didn't deserve it. If anytime we start to we deserve something, we are getting it. Then we have to, in quotes, put ourselves in the mind that, okay, I have to do much more to get much more. But God doesn't want us to live like that. He wants us to understand that Jesus did everything on our behalf. So it's not on us, it's on Jesus. The Bible says, as it is, so exactly are we in this world. Is Jesus loved by God? Yes. That means we are loved by God. As it is. Is Jesus accepted? That means we are accepted. We are not trying to be accepted. We are already accepted by God. That notion enough is enough to set people free. Because this political son rehearsed his lyrics. I will tell my father this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And in fact, I was sharing it with Jewish with, with people. I said the reason why he went back was not because he loved his father. It was because he was hungry. Hunger was his motivation. Yeah. The guy who wanted to eat, because he knew even the servant had much more bread to spare. So he bread, he was, he just, I can't die of hunger. But he was going, and the same thing for believers. Some believers go to church today because they want husband, they want wife, but they encounter God's love in the process. Yeah. Because more, more than the bread, God wants to give us love. He wants yeah. to hug us, clothe us, give us shoe, give us wings, and throw a party for us. Yeah. And we want you to understand that God's love, when you start qualifying it or quantifying it, you are reducing it. Yeah. It has to be so huge that yeah. even if you would die, we will never fully understand the length, the breadth, the width, yeah. and the height yeah. of the surface. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely correct. That's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Yes, sir. Yeah. I just know that, uh, you know, there's no way we can exhaust talking about this. It's just something that we must continue to talk about. And the more we talk about it, the more we are strengthening ourselves. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah. The more we, faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the, way yes, we, the more we keep hearing it, it's yes, going to also from the basis of our actions, decisions, steps, and all of that. And for mm-hmm. me, personally, this year <laughs> has been a, an awesome year for me. Man. Because yeah. I just settled down to the love of God. 
worry myself again. I used to be very, very worried about ah this, 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 this. When mm. I stopped worrying, everything I wanted to do 10, 15 years ago, I was able to mm. do that. Amen. Amen. I'm no worry. There's just the rest in the love of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Perfect yes, sir. love out fear. Yeah. Fear is fear that brings worries, that brings torments. Yeah. But there's no fear in love. And mm. God loves us so much that he's not even happy when his children are afraid. Mm. Mm. He, he, he's something that really touches the heart of God. Because you're mm. that when you're afraid, you're already talk, telling God that he cannot help you. He's mm. not sufficient enough to bring you out of whatever situation you are. That's what you're saying. Mm. He, fear is a, is a communicator. Fear says to communicate something to God. Mm -hmm. So, when we must, my emphasis every time is to know that we must continue to talk about the love of God. It transforms us, first of all. Mm. Yes, because we have the first recipient of God's love. So yes, he expects sir. us to experience this love and then share this love with others. The love that Christ has said will characterize how to define it, disciples of God. It's true the love. Yes, John said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. That you also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Hmm. That is the only way. I don't need to introduce myself as a disciple of Christ. Hmm. Let me just continue to show love to people. They will hmm. say, you are a Christian. You are living yeah. like Christ. Yeah. They will say this. Yeah. I've read this in a book. There's a book that, uh, that somebody you are, you, are, you are playing now the book that I read. Hmm. And that's, that's hmm. the Bible. That's how mm. people will know that we are truly disciples of Christ. Yeah. It's by yeah. what? The love that we have. And this love of Christ, too, there's a time we're going to get to that the love of Christ is going to help us to break down every wall of religion, every wall of denomination that yeah. is tearing us apart. Because yeah. we have more things that unite us than they, they separate us. Yeah, yeah. The blood of Jesus yeah. is flowing in all of us. He, Christ died for all of us, which is yeah. the foundation for anything that we are doing in the faith work. And mm. then, so what are the things that we are fighting about? They are inconsequential. Mm. Everything that we are arguing about the body of Christ is inconsequential. Let all of us go back to understanding mm. the love of God, and all problems are resolved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, like you quote, love each other as I have loved you. If yes. you don't know how he loves us, loving each other will be a challenge. Yeah. I will tell yeah. people, yeah. love is a fruit, not a yeah. work. Yeah. It's a fruit. Yes. It has to come expressly, effortlessly, and naturally. If it's not flowing, if you are complaining about loving somebody, then you have not fully experienced the agape love. Yes. Because it will come as a fruit. It shouldn't be, I'm trying my best to love him. No, no, no. It should, have, it should come naturally. And it's one of the, in fact, so many people's relationship has been transformed by the message of God's love. People that are always thinking their partner is uh, always attacking them, always doing this. They are not beginning to see from, and in, in also the complaining partner is being to realize, why, why am I always complaining about this? Wait, wait, wait. I'm demanding perfection from an imperfect guy. He's trying his best. Let me start appreciating him. <laughs> and people just began to see things from a, a better perspective. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I think it's not about him. I think I'm the one that I'm always trying to demand from him, demand this from him. And then I always tell people, if you don't give thanks, if you don't have a lot of gratitude, you will complain. When you see somebody who complains so much, they hardly give thanks. It, it's very easy to spot where somebody is in their life. <laughs> and honestly, there are no two ways to it. We need to preach it over and over. The more we realize how much he loves us, the more it becomes easy for us to communicate it. The book of First John tells us to love. But before John tells anybody to love, he's always reminding us how you are loved by God. Little children, I write to you because your sins are forgiven. And then he begins to remind us how loved we are. Then later he says, okay, love one another. So you understand is a fruit. I mean, we have so much love in our heart. The world doesn't know what it means to be loved. The world is suffering from lack of love. 
they are looking for love in the wrong place, going to bar parlor, club, trying to look for love in the wrong place, thinking they can find it there. Not only when they get back home that night, they realize, oh my God, they are empty again. What they are looking for, that vacuum in their heart can only be filled with the love of God. And until they encounter it, until they experience it, and an average person will still keep lusting and keep running after alcohol, thinking comfort can only be gotten from alcohol. That's why the Bible says, where do you spend money on what is not bread? And wages on what does not satisfy. Yeah. Only the love of Christ can give rest to our soul. Personally, as well, as have experienced so many transformation because of the love of God. People around me have experienced so many transformation because of the love of God. In fact, true spirituality has experienced so many transformation because of the love of God. It has brought us to a place of rest. And just like you said, honestly, we've seen tremendous results. There are some things we can't even be saying as a tremendous result. In my workplace, sometimes they go, a Muslim came to meeting. He was like, Akala, you know, out of everybody I've ever met in Winnipeg, you're one of the few people that I know that are really, really committed to, I, I, I never even introduced myself to this person as a Christian. Said you're one of these few people that I know that you're born again. <laughs> he, could, he couldn't hide it. He, could, he, he came to confess. He came to me to be like, I cannot, you are one of the few people. He said, in a country like this, where people are just bothered about just shift and shift and shift, you still love God like this, you still, I just smiled and I said, thank you. I took it as a compliment. And I wasn't trying to even prove a point to her because they don't know me at work. But I'm just trying to say they will see because it's not, it's not, you can't, it can't be faked. <laughs> it can't be faked. When, when you have it, you have it. And just like you said, they will know that we have been with Christ when we start communicating that love to people. There's nothing yes. more beautiful. Yes. There's nothing more beautiful. Yes. There's nothing more beautiful. The person in the nightclub, the person needs to know that he or she is loved. That's what yeah. the person, it is lack of love that is making the person misbehaving. That's why I don't condemn any person. But yes. if any man led the world, the love of the father, the love of, not love for, and every person will put it as, you don't love God. The love of is not in their heart. So they're looking for another love from, in quotes, peer pressure, from company of their friends to validate them. So even if they, if they have to go to the extreme of doing the things and compromising, doing the things they don't want to do, they don't mind seeking for that validation and love. But the Bible says, they love, they love off. So they need to hear more, more preaching on God loves you. And you don't have to have it all figured out to be loved by God. In fact, God loves you much more when you don't have it all figured out. So I can give glory to him. So because if you deserve it, you won't appreciate it. If you don't deserve it, you appreciate it much more. And that's what the grace of God is all about. We don't all deserve it. We all deserve hell. God gave us heaven. We all deserve rejection. God accepted us. And now only God can now sit with guilty man on legal ground. Because why? Jesus and the cross. Through his blood, he brings us all together on legal ground. He loves us, and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. Wow. Wow. Awesome time, man. Awesome yeah. time. Thank, thank you. It's only, I'm telling you, it's always an awesome time, man. I, 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 know, I know we could go on and on like this for the whole day. And I think that's it. And we not even remember that we have listeners that would listen to this. You know, it's just a, it's just a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Yeah, th thank you so much for, for, for doing this. Thank always. you so, so I'm much. Really, I'm really grateful to God that in my lifetime I can see this. Uh, I'm telling you, my mm. prayers are answered. I see men being raised for the expansion of the kingdom of God. I am delighted. I'm grateful. And I know that. There's more to come. There's more to yes, come. Sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank Glory you, sir. Jesus. Now, I really want to say thank you, sir. Thank you for always, for always honoring our invitation anytime we call. And of course, this episode continues, by the way. There's episode yeah. three coming yeah. up, and then we'll have much more sessions. If you have any yeah. questions, send in your question. If you have any, especially for regarding this topic, if there's anything bothering your mind, or possibly a place in the scripture that is scaring you, yeah. and you're like, well, this sounds so good until, but you know, this place in the Bible, and that's the thing. You know, for some of us, that's where it began. I was like, God, you love it, but okay, how about this place in the Bible? So we have to study, and God will make sure you open our eyes to what He was really trying to call. One of them we talked about in the last episode, talking about what kind of salvation we fear and trembling, and people start getting scared. But I'm thinking, the same Bible says God has not given us the spirit of bondage to fear. So if you are saying what kind of salvation we fear also means to be scared of God, then something is wrong somewhere. So we have to study for that, to read the next verse, to understand what the Bible is actually saying in context. So there are so many other places like that again. So if you have any place like that in the scripture, scaring you, and then it's haunting you, you can't sleep in peace, knowing that God is watching over you, that God is doing the night shift for your sake. And when you wake, wake up in the morning, he gives you a kiss on your forehead, saying, son, wake up, 
it's time to study and fellowship with me. And then if you don't have that peace with God, that rest with God, because of a particular scripture in the Bible, you can just send it to us. We'll help you talk about it. And then that's going to help every one of us. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much once again, Pastor Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Yeah. And it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'll catch you guys in the, in the next episode with Pastor Philip. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, everybody. Peace out. Right. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> thank you very much. Bye-bye. Welcome to day 16 of 30. Is it really worth it? As I ruminate over the common estimations of success and greatness, and focus specifically on my own conclusions and convictions with regards to their definitions and estimations, once again, I take a mental journey in search of meaning in life. It is highly possible for men and women from one generation to another to give life up for something someone or a group of people they deeply believe in and derive some form of satisfaction from the expressed willingness to sacrifice their lives for what they believe. The question we must however ask as an accompaniment is, is it really worth it? From music, entertainment, the arts, sports, business, politics, religion or education, names of men and women in this hall of fame or on that recognition stone or other platforms of recognition that men have chosen to appreciate the highly influential with are replete. The highly successful are often rewarded with awards, fame, fortune and the good things of life. Some go as far as being immortalized by a painting, a sculpting, a building or other forms of memorial. The greats have their names and their lives etched in the minds of the lives of men women and children generations after they are gone their work continues to reverberate through history michael jackson mother Teresa, mahatma gandhi martin luther king jr ken sarowiwa dele giwa mko abiola muritala mohammed thomas sankara john f kennedy william tindale mary slesser john horse jerome of prague james the apostle peter the apostle paul the apostle jesus the christ the list is endless all these men and women died for the people, ideas, or truths they deeply believed in. But the question still remains, is it really worth it? This is sobering for me first because I see that for my life to have any form of tangible influence in this world and even the next, I will have to give it up for something or someone. This is deep friend, this is deep as it transcends my desires for the mundane pleasures of this life, which are not necessarily evil in themselves. It also says to me that I will have to give up in a considerable measure some of those legitimate pleasures in exchange for the attainment of high influence and transcendent relevance. Secondly, it says to me that no matter how big or how high I get, I will never be the only one or the biggest or even the highest Life and eternity will always make room for others who will do more than I can do. This is both relaxing and challenging. It is relaxing in that I can rest in the reality and comfort of the fact that I have a limit and that I don't need to break the limits of others to reach it. It is challenging in that I cannot go to rest until I have reached the boundaries of my own potential. That is, there will always be more that I can give so long as there is breath in me as breath is proof of life and life is a raw material given to all including myself to work with. Thirdly, it poses a question that is both fearsome and liberating. Is it really worth it? Fearsome because upon answer I may just come to find out that all my life's investment has been a journey in futility and liberating because in opportunity I can start from the place where I am to begin to take steps that move me in the right direction. Paramount, however, for me, is the worth of it all. While all men may give their lives up for what they deeply believe, is it really worth it? Take some time, dear friend, and do some examination. You alone have the right and the ability to answer this tough question. This conversation is really not about whether or not you will answer the question someday as that is a given in the affirmative, but about when you will answer the question. 
whether in time or eternity we will all answer this question my counsel as i share this with you is like the proverbial saying that a stitch in time saves nine an answer in time saves an eternity get your answer today and it will serve you for an eternity thank you for taking your time to listen to today's meditation please do continue to listen and move further in your music remain blessed